And now, this week's edition of Big Face with your host, Samantha Jane Tilton. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Big Face. I'm your host, Sammy Jane Tilton. And today, my guest is here, Celia Dreyer, decorative ceramic artist and new friend of mine. How are you? Hi, Samantha. <laughs> Doing great. Uh, this is the first time that Celia and I are meeting, and uh, she knows I just wouldn't talk to you before. <laughs> The first thing I wanted to comment on was all the stuff in your background. Oh yeah, these are these are all my pieces. Um, not all of them; some you can't see, but yeah, for the most part, that's that's what I do. That's it's funny because yeah. that was the first thing that I wanted to comment on, and I'm like, wait a minute, these are definitely hers, and I don't <laughs> yeah. want to. Those are amazing. Yeah, they're they're fun. It's it's really it's really something that's close to my heart, and it's become a huge part of my life. So. Really, really excited to share it with you. That's what I'm really, I'm so happy that you were willing to come here today. I really, really am. So yeah, I actually wish I was there in person. I, I thought that, I that'd be really fun. <laughs> that'd be, oh my God, we'd have so much fun. We we'd would. So fun. So for those of you, you guys don't know, um, Celia is the mom of a friend of, of mine and, yeah. and of my boyfriend's. And I found out through John, who is her son, that you started a ceramic business right. um, more recently. How long ago was that? You know, I actually started doing ceramics about five years ago. Um, okay. But last year, so a year ago, was really the first time that I showed any of my work in a show. Okay. So I would have to wow. say been going for about a year. Yeah. It's so, so, and okay, so guys, so I know normally I, uh, everything we talk about here is a lot of the entertainment uh, business mm -hmm. and, uh, but really what my podcast is, is all about creatives. And that the business that I happen to be in is the entertainment business. But even just in, in Celia's email to me, just being a creative, just the way that you described some of the journey and the process, it was so moving. And I'm like, I, yeah. I wanna hear how, how you got here. I'm, I'm getting choked up. I'm like yeah. very, very happy for you. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, so you know, all my life I always felt I had a creative heart and a creative spirit. Um, like my son, John, I am a singer as well. Um, but I don't, I do it. I don't know if you would call it professionally because I do it for a church. And so I sing at funerals and weddings and stuff. But, um, when I was a little girl, uh, yeah. I loved to color, absolutely loved to mm. color. And so, um, usually it was an escape for me. And anytime I was under stress or whatever, I would color. So... Fast forward to my, you know, later life. And um, I had a very difficult time breaking apart from the career that I had built for myself. And um, it just didn't, didn't go well. The, the breakup is, you know, as, as you would say, yes. a, you know, breakup. And so yeah. I needed to do some therapy and yep. I found a spiritual director and we did some art therapy. And mm. so we started coloring. And we would sit down at a table and we would just pull out a coloring book, an adult coloring book, you know. Yeah. I wasn't coloring elephants and clowns. <laughs> those, are, those are good too. I don't yeah, know. <laughs> those are good too, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so and we would just sit at a table and we would just talk and we would talk about, you know, what it felt like when the ink would hit the page and, and you know, what emotion was I trying to express and, you know, and 
and she just took me through this process that was just very cathartic. Mm. And so I was able to, to get out all of my, my issues and my problems and my insecurities and all of that through coloring. And yeah. we did that for quite a while. And then um, when I kind of was done with that therapy, if you're ever done, who knows? Yeah, <laughs> we're never done. <laughs> right. I just started looking at something that would take me to the next level. You know, was yeah. that going to be painting, you know, on canvas? Was that going to be, you know, graphic arts? What, what was it going to be? And I just happened to come upon a decorative ceramic class and I started taking it and it felt like 3D coloring. Wow. That's what it felt like. It felt like I could just color all the way around, but using paint and paint brushes and acrylics and glazes and all that stuff. And, and I just was in love. Absolutely in love. <laughs> it's, it's so amazing. I, I remember I always, when I was a kid and I'd have birthday parties, the ones that I remember the most were ceramic birthday parties. Oh, cool. And yeah, we used to have those. And I, I swear in, into being an adult, I'm like, I've wanted to do ceramics again for quite a while. And I'm like, I don't know of a place and I don't know. I just never did it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't know if they have any places back East, you know, that still do. Yeah. Um, I do buy a lot of my bisque from that part of the country. Um, not necessarily New York, but you yeah. know, in the, in the East and different, different places. Um, actually upstate New York has some, but you probably don't want to travel there. But That's you know, what, it's just something that's I'll so go anywhere. therapeutic. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's a lot of a studio. And, yeah. You know, and, and the pieces for me, Samantha, they really talk to me. And that's why I, I kind of named my business inspired creations because, because mm -hmm. I look at the piece and it tells me what it wants to be, you know, like, like this little guy, let me you see. Know, she just tells oh. me what she wants to be before I paint her. And oh my gosh, so cute. She's, cute. she's, she's double-sided. Oh, stop it. That's I, know. So I know. And she has a little dancing partner. This is her dancing <gasps> partner. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And so he's you know, amazing. Thank you. So I just, I look at these pieces and, and I talk to them. I'm going to sound like a crazy lady. No. Like crazy cat lady. I'm a crazy ceramics I, lady. I'm a crazy and, cat lady. So we're good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and so they just kind of tell me what, what they want to be, you know. Um, you know, another favorite of mine is, you've heard of Jimmy Choo's, you know, your yes. favorite shoe? Yes. I made, I made Jimmy Boo's. <gasps> oh, my God. Those are, oh, my God. Those are adorable. <laughs> Aren't those <gasps> cute? And they even have a, a colored bottom. Oh, my God. You're in, on it. <laughs> yeah, in true Jim, Jimmy Choo fashion, right? <laughs> but, no, I just wow. look at these pieces, and, and, and there's really – no rhyme or reason to like when I go and buy pieces, yeah. you know, it's just what speaks to me on the shelf. And then I don't follow patterns. I just look at the piece and decide what it wants to be. Um, and because wow. a lot of, as you know, you've done decorative ceramics. It usually yeah. comes with a pattern when I was little, sheet. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And it tells you how, you know, but I just don't do it that way. And then I like to add the little embellishments and that kind of stuff. So that's kind of how I got started. And I really want to continue doing this and selling some of these pieces so that I can continue doing this. <laughs> yes, that's what I, I love it. Um, yeah, so sorry guys, I paused for a second because uh, my lighting was blinding uh, me and Celia. So. <laughs> so, okay, when you say you don't pick a pattern, do you, so the, are they, are the ceramics like, uh, or what is it made? So before so, you put it into the kiln and stuff, what is it made of? Right, so, so they're, they're molds and I buy them from a, from a shop Okay. That 
that actually creates them. So they, they pour what they call clay slip inside a mold and the mold kind of goes together like this and then they let it dry and then they open it up and then there's two sides and that's called greenware. And huh. then they have to let that dry out for a few days and then they put that in a kiln and they fire it to, to what's called bisque. And that's the unfinished white piece that you see when you go to a ceramic shop. Got it. You know, to do it. So that's what yes. bisque is. So that's what I buy and I buy all the pieces in bisque. That's um, what, when you said bisque, I'm like, I don't know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> now yeah. I do. And so, and sometimes, you know, like, like for example, on this pumpkin, see this oh pumpkin? Oh my God. So those this are gorgeous. Is a, this is a two-step process because this has been fired twice. So the white part, that's glaze. So I glazed the bisque and then it came back to me and then I, I hand painted the leaves in the top. Wow. So, okay. So like the first, wow. Yeah. And then do you have to, and then do you have to put it back in again after you do the painting? No, of the no, because the, no. the other wow. painting that I use is, is acrylics, acrylic painting. Wow. And so then you could just leave it the, that, you know, yeah. the way it yeah, is. Yeah. You have to that. seal it, you know, so it doesn't come yeah, apart, yeah. you know, but yeah. So, so it's kind of the process. And so there's so much, I have so many questions for you, but you, you just said, I want to keep doing this so I can continue. What did you say exactly? So I said, I wanted, I wanted to sell some of these pieces, get them in yeah. shows so that I can continue doing what I love. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, make a million bucks or anything. I'm just trying to move some of these things so I can make room for more stuff. <laughs> and get to do what you love and, and be yeah, happy. Yeah, get to do it. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. And that's why I, when John told me, uh, so John is her son. And right. when we were hanging out or, over Zoom one night, um, and he was telling me this, I was like, can I talk to your mom? Can she come on the show? Cause <laughs> it's really, you know, I've seen so many people go through their lives and do something that makes them unhappy because, um, cause sometimes people feel like there's no other way or how could I possibly make money doing the thing I love? How do I make that work? Right. And so the fact that you started doing something, fell in love with it and are going with it is like, it's so, so inspiring. Well, it's kind of like a, you know, later in life career. And, you know, a yeah. therapist told me that she wasn't surprised that, that my creative spark kind of happened in my fifties, you know, to be honest with you. Um, because she said that happens with a lot of people, a lot of people in their fifties, something wakes mm. up in their brain and a lot of creative energy comes out, you know, whether, huh. You know, you, she said, you see a lot of novelists start an, a, a career writing books in their 50s, you know, and you see painters and you see, like, I mean, you've seen a lot of famous actors and actresses who yep. kind of cross over into other uh, uh, creative arenas. Yep. And they usually do it later in life, you know, and it's, yeah. it's really, it, it always fascinated me kind of how the brain works and that that is something, like, that's a real thing. And I mean, I super like experienced it, you know. I mean, it's, it's one thing for me to keep my voice going all these years. And yeah, I've been doing it for 30 plus years and that's great. Yeah. But this is something that just totally took me by surprise, you know? Ugh. And so I'm just, I'm just running with it because I want yeah. to. And, um, you know, my husband and I are even talking about, you know, taking more classes and, you know, what, what else can, can I, can I do to, you know, hone in on this yeah. creative spark that came out of my brain, you know? So it's. It's, you know, like, I, I feel like when something, I truly believe when you have that fire in you to do something, you're, you're inspired and it's meant, it's there for a reason. I do, I can't imagine that yeah. that spark is putting us 
for us to like suffer and not find a way to bring it to the world. Right. Exactly. exactly. I, I and, truly believe that. And you don't have to get rich at doing something that you love. Right. It's not about that. You know, I mean, if you have a way to pay your bills and whatever, great. Right. You know, it's, it's not about that. It's about the love of the work. You know, it, I've always told John, you know, when he performs that he shouldn't be performing. He should be embodying his gift whatever that gift is, if it's the gift of his voice or, or it's the yeah. gift of his, you know, of his acting or whatever. It's not about standing up in front of people and showing off and, oh, woohoo, look at me. Right. You know, it's about imparting something. It's about opening up your soul and being vulnerable to, to give what you've been given to the yep. people that are watching you, you know, and that's what art's all about, all kinds of art. And that's what yep. artists do. And, yeah. and yes, oh, I was so well said. And that's, oh, I, I, I really was. I try and say that um, to people a lot of times. I, the thing that stands in the way of me being free, giving my creative gifts or energy or whatever, yeah. um, is me. It's I get in my own way because I make it about me. Right. But when I'm my freest, it's when I'm able to, it's not about me. It's like right. a vessel, like I, I'm supposed to do this. So when I've thought about leaving acting and leaving things that I love, it feels so self-willed mm -hmm. because it's like, it's not, it's not about me and I'm right. supposed to be doing it. So get the hell out of the way and do it. <laughs> like, right. Right. Cause we've all been given something to, yep. to pass on to others. We've been given that by whatever you call God, your higher power, yep. you know, Holy spirit, whatever it is. Yeah you know, and we're all here for that purpose. You know, you don't, you, it's so funny because you don't ever hear a scientist or a doctor or a researcher go, oh God, I just suck today. I just can't do this anymore. I'm just going to walk <laughs> away. I mean, you know what I mean? Yes. It's really true. I mean, That's you know, yeah. If you're, if you're in math or you're in the sciences or whatever, it's like, it's like artists are, it seems like they're the only ones that are so self-deprecating that they're willing to give up their gift that was not theirs, that was given to them. It was given to them. Yeah, out of some self-loathing or some idea that, yeah. you know, they're not good enough or whatever. But you just never see that in doctors or lawyers or judges or, you know, it's crazy. Because there's a, there's a steady path. There's a, you do this class, this class, you get a degree, you do a practice, whatever. With, with creatives, whatever the path may be, Mm -hmm. There is no one path. There is no way, to, right way to do it. And it's any person that is creative and chooses to do that throughout their life. Yeah. You'll never hear two stories the same ever. No, ever, ever. Yeah. And that's very, that's what makes us very, very different. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cause it's, it's not even a zigzag. I mean, it's just like a pattern that's just like all over the place. Right. So it's, Yeah. It's, it's, it's really inspiring. I want to, you know, you said about being, um, I keep trying to fix this camera. Sorry guys, my camera on a computer shot. So, uh, it'll be better when I get my new one. Um, beautiful. <laughs> thank you. That's what, so when I first met Celia, I'm like, you're gorgeous. Yeah. She's like, <laughs> and once again, I won't even make you comment on that, but once again, just like being a creative, yeah. we go, no, no, yeah. we're, we're so self-deprecating. And it's like, yeah. why? And, what, and I was like, just say thank you. Yeah, I right. do the same thing. If somebody gives me a compliment, I'm like, I'm like, oh, it's because it's just because the lighter. It's just because. <laughs> just shut up. Just say thank yeah. you. Part <laughs> of being a woman too, I think. I think that's women are yes. 
I think we most men. I've never heard a man go, "Oh, stop!" I know. know. You know, (laughs) they're like, they're like, "Oh, thanks, cool, cool, puff (laughs) me up, (laughs) woohoo!" It's such a different world. Oh my god, it's a different planet. Yeah, yeah. You know, you um, you talked about like being in, you know, like something happens when you're, you know, you get to your fifties, and and something there's a spark, and I think. I wonder if it is hitting that age range or if it's because not everybody does not everybody, you know, I think, I don't know. I feel like for me, it's all like spiritual development and it hasn't been on my timetable and different things started happening when I didn't expect them or just, I think when something opened up within me and like you talked about therapy and stuff, I think it's, yeah. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's part of it. I think that, you know, when you've lived a certain number of decades, um, whether that hits you in your forties or fifties or sixties or whatever, I think, I think life and the way that you view the world and the way that you view your spot in the world, um, completely changes and, and, and the perspective that you find and the perspective that you never thought that you would ever have in your life mm-hmm. really becomes clear. It's almost like you put on a pair of glasses for the first time and you really see mm. the world. Um, because things that were so mm. important to me in my twenties and even in my thirties just aren't anymore. You know, it's just, mm. it's just not, it's just not important, you know, I, which is great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it takes but it takes that life experience to get there. I mean, right. you can't just you can't just you know wake up at twenty eight and go. I've had my life experience. I'm ready for this. You know, it just doesn't work that way because you know, know. as you know, life is a journey, and we all have a path that we have to go on. Yeah, and um, you know, we we have to get there in our own time. Yeah, but when you get there, it's like oh, that's kind of <laughs> nice. That's kind of great. I I know, and I've always it's funny because. I always used to hear like women would say like that their forties were so much better than their twenties. And I'd be like, really? And then people don't like getting older. And I understand that getting older, different things happen to your body and your face Mm -hmm. and all that crap and, um, and health. But, oh my God, as I've gotten older, I've, and you, you can't uh, have that be in any other time than its own. I'm so much happier later on in my years than I like, it's just, it's different. And and it takes its own time to do that. You can't teach someone that, you know? Well, I think, I think that we, as a gender, I think that Mm -hmm. we need to um, stop saying that, um, you know, oh, it sucks to get old. It's this and that. And, oh, you know, I've got bags under my eyes and I've got, you know, the wrinkled neck and I've got the gray hair. And, and I just decided, you know, probably when I hit 50 that I just, I wasn't going to do that. You know, I mean, I worked damn hard for these gray hairs, you know, I'm going to show them off. You know what I mean? And it's like, and thank God I'm, you know, I'm going to be 57 in December. And I'm like, thank God I don't have to worry about being a size six anymore. And I don't have yeah. to worry about, you know, um, I don't know, uh, higher boobs or a yeah. butt or, you know what I mean? Yes. It's just like, it's like now I feel like I've just freed myself from all of that and that I can just mm. live. I can just enjoy. And, 
And I mean, women, we, we are in such a rat race when it comes to our appearance and, our, yep. and the, and how hard we are on, on each other. And you know, what the beauty yep. industry has done to us and what the diet industry has done to us. Yep. And, you know, it's just, it's just, I, I'm just not going to tell myself, Oh, this is so hard getting older. No, it's not. It's not hard. Mm. I mean, God forbid I should get a horrible disease. You yeah. Know? And, but it would be the disease that would be horrible. It wouldn't be my age. Right. Yeah. That's wow. It, it wouldn't be That's because a of, no. a, of a number on a scale. Right. You know, it, it would it's, just be because I got the disease and the disease is horrible. Right. Right. So I don't know. It's, hmm. I, I'm, I'm, I'm taking that in on so many, on so many <laughs> levels right now. I just, yeah. I, I, I still get sad when I look back at, at times in college or times when I was, you know, in my twenties and stuff. And I lost so much of my life to, to caring, thinking it was about my weight or it was mm -hmm. about this, or it was about yeah. Like if I had a stretch mark, if I like right. nobody could ever love the, and it's, it's, you know, like I, I missed yeah. out and that was my journey, but I don't want to do that. Yeah. But, but you know, like how many of us women did that? Pick me. I, I know I did it for, for I, decades. I know. I did it well into my forties. Yeah. I mean, I dieted like crazy. Yeah. I, you know, did all these w stupid things and you know, I mean, it's just like, why you what? get to a point where you're like, how, how dumb. And know? it never made me happy. Even right. when I was at whatever that weight was at yeah. whatever time, whatever the hair color or length or <laughs> makeup, whatever tan, anything. Yeah. I was never happy. Yeah. That's exactly right. That's it exactly was, right. I honestly, like I'm, I'm choked up because what makes me happy is this. Yeah. Is, is right. connecting, being honest, being real yeah. and experiencing other people in the world. Yeah. That's, and, just, and myself and, with them. Right. And just embracing who we are at this very moment and enjoying yeah. our conversation, enjoying, you know, the TV show you're watching, the yeah. chicken that you're cooking or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah you know, the, the walk that you're on, just, just enjoying that and, and letting all of that other stuff go because all of that other stuff, you know, they say, Oh, it's made by society. You know, what is society? Well, society yeah. is, is human beings. It's man. Yeah. You know, we, yeah. you know, man in, in the, in the whole sense, right? Yes. Yes. Men, but yes. But yeah. Humans, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, we created this and, um, we don't have to participate in it. Hmm. You know, we just don't. Yeah. We don't have to participate in all of that BS. We don't have to. I was just, it's perfect. You said BS because I'm in my head, I'm going, it's such bullshit. It is. It's such bullshit. <clears throat> it is. And, and what it has done to women in particular out of, out of, I don't even know what, like, like, why did it start to control us to like, I don't even know. Oh, like who, who was the first one? I want to know who was I know. the first person that said, I, I think we should change the way we eat. I think that we should all try to get skinnier or lose. I weight. know. Like, and everybody would have looked at that person going, what are you freaking kidding me? Yeah. Because at some point 
it was a sign of wealth and prosperity when people were heavier yeah, and right. you know when did where did that go <laughs> where did that go i want to live there yeah. <laughs> right i know and it it's like um i i truly appreciate your honesty i and and your openness it's yeah. it's when i hear I really am choked up. It's, it's when I hear my favorite celebrities, my favorite people that are out there doing things mm -hmm. are never the people that have it all together or seem like they have it all together. Right. It's always the people that share their experience, that share their body doesn't exactly look like that, that that's airbrushing, that this, that, that, the stuff yeah. that we all as human beings struggle with, especially women. And I'll right. say that, you know, and right. so God, like you're such a power of example oh, and such you. an inspiration. And it's, it's, it's so courageous to yeah. do what you're doing and to share how you share. I, I God, well, I wish you. you were here. I wish we could oh. hang out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just want to, you know, kind of pass that on to the, the younger generation. You know, I have a daughter and, and I don't want her, she just got married last October and I don't want oh, her congrats. entering her marriage and going with all of the changes that happen to the human body over, yeah. over a lifetime. I don't even want that to enter her head. You know, I know what I mean? And, and I did a lot of damage to my daughter just by all of the dieting and BS that I did, you know, and yeah. hopefully it's not irreversible, you know, where she can just you know, love herself for who she is. You know, my, my daughter's so funny. She's had a lot of, um, um, sports related injuries cause she's a, she was a soccer player. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it's so funny. I, I mean, even though John's athletic, I, I had like one super artsy and then one super athletic. Um, so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. But anyway, she, she played soccer in college at the uh, division two oh, level. Wow. And when she's had four knee surgeries and oh, you know, geez. Um, the doctor always said stuff like, oh, you know, don't worry about the scars. They're going to go away or they're and She goes, I wear those like a badge of honor. I love my scars. And I'm like, yes, yes, go, girl. Yes. yes, that is good for you. <laughs> that is the best thing. You know, I used to have a friend that, cause I always never wanted scars and she would always be like, I like scars. They tell yeah, a story. Right. And they do tell a story. And I remember that about like stretch marks. I remember being like, <gasps> like stretch marks are the worst thing in the world. And somebody's yeah. like, those are battle wounds. Like right. honor that. And it's like, yeah. it's, it's easier said than done, but it's, it's, it is. Yeah. yeah. It is easier said than done. Stretch marks are a tough one. Yeah. Because I mean, it changes the way that you view your body. You know, I completely, you know, especially like after a pregnancy or whatever. You yeah. Know, it's hard because then you go, oh, <laughs> We're not going back. Okay. <laughs> I know. I know. It's so yeah. funny. And I, I never talk about stretch marks. And I'm like, no, I'm going to talk about stretch. Like, right. why the hell it. not? Yeah, yes. Excuse me. Yes. Acne. I know. Vaginal dryness on TV. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the stupid commercials that I hate. I mean, we're not going to talk about stretch marks. Come on. I know. <laughs> and I'm always like, how is it that every celebrity that has had children has gained like 75 pounds? How is their body like perfect? I, I don't know. I, I don't get it. It's just, you know. Well, it's because they live in 90210 and they right. have doctors and they've got plastic surgeons right. and they've got right. personal trainers and money to burn. That's why. Right. But, but like the average Joe, speak for myself, doesn't. I don't have right. that stuff. So right. honoring that. does it that. matter, Samantha? Yeah, I, it doesn't. Doesn't John it love really you anyway? Yes. And, and you know what? So? 
you know, what's funny is that, um, like my, it was my therapist and, uh, he was, uh, I was with him for like, I think almost 15 years. He was like a surrogate dad to me. And, uh, I would cry because my body was imperfect. I would, nobody could love me like that. You know, like I couldn't believe it. And he would always be like, when you meet the right person, not only are you going to love you, but they're going to love you more for every little thing that you think is not okay about yourself. And you know what? A, that's true. And B, it didn't even matter. By the time that I met John, I had to be okay with loving me. I had to find that within myself because I can't get it from anybody else. Even when people give me compliments or tell me this and that, if I don't believe it within myself, it's right. I can't take it in. I can't absorb it. No. So yeah, it's just, this is our human condition. And and more so for females, this is our female human condition. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. No, no. And you just said, you just said, I I hope it's not irreversible with your daughter. Um, It's, we are all a work in progress. And I, mm-hmm. I, I had uh, a parent that teased me mercilessly and stuff. And, and that, oh. that wormed its way in. And like, it does. That's at some point, that's my work that I, yeah. you know what I mean? Like right. we can't change and no parent can ever be the perfect parent at any given time. We, I, I've learned this as I've gotten older, like mm-hmm. they just do the best they can with what they were given. Right. And some parents were given more than others. Exactly. We're all human, right. you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So. You just have to, you have to own it, do, do your work and yep. you know, move on and exactly. You know, but absolutely. Yeah. And so I, so by the way, so you've been singing for how many years? 35 mm-hmm. years, did you say? Gosh. Yeah. Since I was, since I was in my twenties, well, I have been actually singing since, um, um, high school. And wow. again, like John, you know, went through a lot of the vocal music stuff. And I even went to vocal competitions as a high schooler and wow. um, did, did some, some time in college um, on music, um, never really pursued it just mm-hmm. because I didn't want to be a music teacher, you know? And I kind of grew up in an era that, you know, I had to find a career that was going to be okay with motherhood, you know? And um, that just wasn't mm. what I wanted to do, you know? Yeah. Um, so, mm. but I did, I studied privately for many, many years and yeah. I've been singing um, at church. I mean, I always wanted a singing career, you know, I yeah. always, in the back of my mind, I always thought that I could, that I could, you know, do something with it or, you know, professionally, but um, I just didn't have the, the support network around me to make that happen. Um, but yeah. the fact that I found church, um, I'm mm. Catholic and sing yeah. for two different parishes and you know, um, it really fills my soul. It really helps me um, satisfy that quench of, of vocal yeah. singing. And um, mm. so it's really been a huge gift in my life. It's, um, singing is, I, I grew up singing and I was in like all county and that, and then oh, yeah. I stopped doing anything creative. I, by the time I got into seventh grade, my mom got sick with cancer and that was just like, everything shut shut yeah. off and um and i was also teased like you know there's people in families that you know about like my voice that it wasn't good enough and i took that in and yeah. the thing is is that um i tell this to john all the time when i'm having my worst day 
I don't, I forget to sing, but then I do like, I'll go driving by myself and I will sing and I'm a different person. I come back and I'm like so happy yeah. and he's like, what happened to you? And I'm like, can you remind me to sing? Yeah. Just it's sing like every day it taps yeah. right into my soul and it's just like, yes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, you know, it's so interesting that you were talking about when you, when you were a kid and people telling you that you couldn't sing and whatever, you know, that that's a little bit of um, internalized performance anxiety. And um, I started playing the piano very young. And um, when we were still living in California as a child, um, I was the student accompanist for the choir, for the school choir. Wow. And so at one performance, I was really excited um, to have my whole family there and everything. And um, I lost my place in the music and I stopped playing like, like I just totally freaked out, totally panicked. And yep. after that I couldn't play anymore and I still can't play the piano now. Um, but I had a similar experience in my thirties, hmm. late thirties. It was like for three years I couldn't sing because I had messed up something, um, in, I don't know, in a verse or something at church when I was singing solo and it freaked me out so bad. I could not get back to singing by myself. I would sing in the choir, but I could not canter. Hmm. And, and all of that is internalized, you know, um, BS that we tell ourselves. Right. And so it took me just forcing myself to do it, hmm. you know, just shaking like a leaf on the verge of a heart attack, yeah, <laughs> you I know, bet. and, and just getting up there and doing it. And so maybe the same thing would help you, you know, turn on your voice memos on your phone and sing and hear it. I mean, you yeah. know, what sounds good. You know, what yep. doesn't sound good. Yeah. Yep. Oh, you know I know. I mean? <laughs> and just do it and just do it and see. And just a little plug for my son. He's quite the voice teacher. Um, on that note, so uh, <laughs> so those of you that have seen the the episode with John Dreyer, that is Celia's son, and uh, I put the his video in there. So oh, I did not know he was. Thing, yeah, I did not know he was the singer that he is. I didn't even know he was a singer. And then <laughs> I was like, "Are you kidding me?" I knew he was yeah. an actor. I don't. Maybe he had told me, but I never really internalized it. Right. And if you guys haven't seen it please watch John Dreyer's episode. And I put it at the end. Yeah. He did this lame is thing that is unbelievable. He is unbelievable. Oh, thank you. Yeah. He's, he's unbelievable. He's really good. Yeah, he is. He's very good from your lips to God's ears. Huh? <laughs> you know, what's funny is get this. What? So, uh, John, my John turned 40 and I got him different presents. Uh, and he had mentioned, that he would maybe want to take voice lessons. And oh. he's, and he said like, he's like, yeah, I kind of always wanted to, he's mm -hmm. like, you know, maybe I'll see if Dreyer would, you know, uh, would do voice lessons or I don't know, we'll see. I, and I spoke to John and I got my John, uh, four hour sessions and the half hour, uh, consultation to figure out what they want to do. Yeah. And that present, brought him to tears. He choked up and oh, he was like, you, you talk to John, like, and I'm like, yeah. And so they're gonna, they're gonna start doing that's, that. That's cool. And he, that's cool. I, I, it made him so happy. And yeah. I just, I said to you, like, you know, even in, when we first connected an email that like, I'm sure we have you to thank a lot for who your son is. And oh, 
and I, that's it's very apparent and he's yeah. he's so lovely yeah and uh after he starts to work with john i i want to ask him to do voice lessons with him yeah you should you should because i mean he's even helped me work out some kinks you know really? in my voice in the last yeah because you know as your voice ages it changes yes and you know it it certainly isn't what it was when i was in my 30s or whatever but yeah. um you know, he helps me with things. Um, it's so funny because most women, when they, when they age, their voice lowers. Mm -hmm. Mine has gotten higher. Is that so right? I, yeah, I have trouble in my lower register. And in the higher register, oh, I could just go up for, not, not like Mariah up, but I could go up pretty high. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, anyway, so um, yeah, he's kind of helped me, you know, work out some kinks and things like that. Yeah, he's, a, so, he's wonderful. That's, that's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, he really yeah. has a, he has a, a functional understanding of the anatomy. Huh. And, and I'm telling you, for all of your listeners, if you want voice lessons, go to somebody who understands the anatomy of the vocal cords, because that, that's the number one thing to understand. So, wow, that, that's very, that's really informative. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. And it's funny because I, I took a couple of voice lessons with this uh, voice teacher. His name is Marlon Saunders. And he is on not only an unbelievable voice teacher, but an unbelievable spirit, person, artist. He was just wonderful. And I just sang for the first time. Like I was scared. It was just him and me. And I was terrified, but he created this space. And it was like, I couldn't afford it. And it's, you know, it, he's, yeah. he's wonderful. And you know, it costs money, sure. but it was such an experience to allow myself to sing, you know, yeah. I actually committed. You said, take out your voice notes. I committed to my therapist um, maybe a month ago that yeah. I was going to record uh, Killing Me Softly by Lauren Hill. Oh, and yeah. I was going to record it and I was, I love time. that song. Yeah. And that's the kind of stuff I love singing. I love, yeah. um, very bluesy, you know, like, yeah. And I, and I didn't do it. It's the resistance. I, Cause I was going to put it on social media. I was like, I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to sing and put my voice out there to do what you said, like yeah. face to just do it, force yeah. yourself to do shaking like a leaf, do it. And yeah. I didn't do it. Yeah. I want should. to. Yeah. Take the leap, Samantha, really. And even if you only do it for yourself, you know what I, I mean? Just, just take the leap. You know, you have to, you yeah. got to do that kind of stuff. It's You're, so important. It's so important. And yeah. it doesn't have to be perfect. It's no. I, that's the big thing. It's not yeah. going to be perfect. Yeah. Can, can I just, can I just name drop when you talk about not being perfect? Oh, please. Taylor Swift. I mean, That's come what, on. when she first started, I mean, and she's a talent. She is. She's a great yeah. writer and stuff, yeah. but uh, some of her performances were pretty rough. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I mean, you know, I, I think we we're under this impression that like people start where we see them land. Yeah. Uh -oh. And it's never the case. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's never the case. No, no, absolutely not. And you, like you said, putting your, um, putting your, you're finally at a point where you're willing to put your pieces out there and you want to, mm -hmm. but you had shared with me that that took time. That took its process. Yeah. Like yeah. to show anybody, right? Like what was that process like for you? Like you started doing it and you enjoyed it immediately, right? Yeah. Enjoyed it immediately. And you know, I learned a lot of different techniques and that kind of stuff. Um, but it, it's kind of, 
like, like when you put something out there that you have worked on for sometimes weeks, I mean, some of these, you know, things that I do, it takes a long yeah. time. And they're so detailed. They're so yeah. like, yeah, yeah right. of course. Yeah. It's just fine detail stuff. And, yeah. and I pour my heart into a piece, just like when I'm singing, like we talked about before, how you have yeah. to be vulnerable in order to be successful at singing yeah. or or acting or painting or writing, yep. or, you know, whatever it is. Um, and I think I first started just by asking my husband, do you like this? What do you think of this piece? Do you like it? You know, and my, my yeah. husband is a German Irish and he's, he's not as, um, let's just say demonstrative as, as I am as an Italian. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and he, he go, he go, yeah. And I'd be like, can you elaborate? He go, <laughs> a little bit. It's nice. I feel like, oh my god, orange. <laughs> <Funny. laughs> and then I call John. John, what do you think of this piece? <laughs> and then I get an earful. <laughs> but, you know, it's, he, yeah, he's a yeah. He's and a then I, yeah, yeah, so I just I just started with with family. I started with you know, what do you think of this piece? I'd ask my parents. I'd ask my friends. My sisters in law. My you know. Um, and then I started giving things as gifts, you know, and then seeing people's reaction, you know, and then I started getting comments. Oh, well, that's really beautiful. You could sell that. And I'd be like, no, really? Right. <laughs> Did you, really? Yeah. Really? And so, um, yeah, the, my first leap was just the church craft show. You know, I did that mm. actually three years ago. Yeah. And I started getting people compliments and I sold a few things and I just was floored. And after it was over, wow. I went into the car and just bawled my eyes out because I just didn't think it would happen. I didn't think that people would really love it. They would really, you know, identify with it. And then my girlfriend, oh. one of my girlfriends um, told me about this um, holiday art market. And these two um, artists wanted to create this European style outdoor art show. Yeah. Which in Colorado, we don't have anything like that. Um, not wow. like in New York I, or yeah, you know, where, you know, where they have a lot of that kind of stuff. Yeah. But not just a craft show, but an actual art show. And so it was a juried show. And wow. so I had to submit some of my pieces and um, they accepted me. And so that was another thing that, that was just a little kudos, a little, you know, kind of um, a feather in my cap that I was really yep. excited about that, you know, and so last year I just did a bunch of pieces and yeah and that, wow. that that was the process of how i kind of came out <laughs> that's what yeah you know it it's so it's i think it's so important i i feel like i'm sure you've read the book the artist way or oh, yeah yeah it's so funny because when i was having all of my issues with leaving my career yeah um john was at north carolina at the time in his grad program and he bought me a copy of the artist way he goes mom he goes, you're on the cusp of something. This is what you need. And I started reading it and he started going through it with me. And we, I can't say I got through the whole thing because I didn't, but we I did, didn't either. Yeah. But we did, you know, several chapters together and um, yeah, it, it really helped. It's it, for me, it shifted something forever, <laughs> even though I didn't right. complete it. Like it's um, and I, and I pass it on because I, it's, yeah. it's significant. Mm -hmm. Um there was a point in me saying, oh, she talks about, uh, so if anybody hasn't read The Artist's Way, it's by Julia Cameron, or uh, I think it's Julia Cameron. Um, and uh, she talks about 
not to show our work too soon to to too many people with voices that can deter us or can right. make us go right back into our shell. I don't I don't think that's the word she used. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But, no. And that's like you said, you started with your husband. And I feel like, and then John, and then, and I think that that's really important yeah. because I, I think for creatives, I, I know for me, I, I have a hard time. You use the word vulnerable. You used it a few times. Mm-hmm. And that's the piece for me that I struggle with um, a lot. I can be vulnerable in life. Mm-hmm. But I have a, I've learned through years of working and therapy and all this stuff, like uh, boundaries, not to share this, that, 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 that. I became a very private person. Right. And yeah, can't be private mm-hmm. when you need to be available and vulnerable. So mm-hmm. it's like finding that balance of allowing every part of me to be okay, to be seen. Right. But it's almost like, Samantha, it's almost like you have to compartmentalize because I'm the same way. I am such a big believer in boundaries and I am a very private person and okay, you're over there and I'm over here and here's the line, right? Right. And so, but, but you have to, I wouldn't say you, but I would say me in order for me to be able to like at a funeral, for example, my job as a, as a cantor at a funeral is to help people emote. That's my job. Mm. That's the job of somebody who's up there singing. And so, but in order for them to get there, I have to get there too. But I have to compartmentalize how much of my vulnerability and my feelings and my sadness I allow to come out because otherwise I'm not going to be able to get through the song. (laughs) Because then then you can't be of service. So it has to be finding that, that line. Right. Right. And, and it is, it's a very delicate dance inside of yourself yes. on, on how much, how much are you going to give these people? Yep. You know, are you going to, are you going to give so much that, that you can't take it back? Like Vincent Van Gogh who had to kill right. himself. Right? right. I mean, there are a lot of artists that, that have done that. You know, they, yeah. oh. they give so much that they can't, they can't take it back and it's yep. too difficult. Yep. So it's really, a dance in it what I really call is. the different compartments of uh, and levels of your vulnerability and how you're going to be able to do that. Because when you have a job to do, which is kind of like an actor too, you know, yeah. or a writer or a painter, I mean, it is a job yeah. and, you, and, and in order to be successful, Absolutely. you have to open yourself up, but you have to yeah. know what your limits are. It's, it's a long time. I was, that's, I was just going to say, it takes a long time. And I feel like a lot of soul searching and a lot of, Mm -hmm. a lot of work. Yeah, it does. It takes a long time. I want to ask you, um, did you like, did you have to work through, like I, I grew up with, uh, a lot of my things that hold me up now from being vulnerable are the things that I learned about myself through, family and other people that Mm -hmm. I internalized and they keep Mm -hmm. me blocked now. Mm -hmm. It's a process always working through those. Mm -hmm. Did you, did you ever have any of that? Yeah. That Mm -hmm. kept you from being able to be? Oh yeah. I mean, I think that's why it took me so long to really find my creative spark and so many decades was because I didn't have, I didn't have that, um, unadulterated support that my husband and I have given to John to delve into his 
um, creative spark, you know, and mine was just the support that I got was, well, that's just a hobby, you know, yeah. well, yeah. you know, that's just, I mean, and those aren't the words that were used, but what I'm saying is yeah. that was the message that I received. Yes. You know, that yeah. it, that it was secondary to everything else, that it wasn't important that, um, you know, your, your task in life is to get married and to have children. That's what you're supposed to do. That's yeah. you're going to be a mom and you're going to be a wife and you're, you know, yeah. and not that I haven't loved those things. That's not right. the point. You know, I'm not going right. there because I have, right. I've, you know, loved those things. But it's just not every, it's not everything. No, mm -mm. no, it's not. And I think with somebody who wasn't given that unadulterated support, mm -hmm. um, you, you kind of um, get into your late 20s, 30s with a hole in your soul. Yeah. And I just didn't know what it was. I just never could fill it. You know, I just, I didn't understand what, what is missing? Why, why am I not happy? You know, I floundered a lot. You know, I never did get a four-year degree, but I, you know, have plenty of college. You know, I ended up, yeah. um, you know, doing a lot of office work and then landed in the legal profession and ended up being a paralegal and, hmm. you know, all of that. But yeah. um, the only thing that I liked about any of those things was how could I be creative in this, in, in this work environment? you know? Yeah. And, and it just never dawned on me before, you know, because it was, yeah. the message was, it's not important. I know, you know, when, and, and it's when, vital. Right. Right. But, but then, then that message turns into, because your brain always works, you know, funny things, then it turns into, you're not important. You don't matter. Right. Right. And not that anybody said that to me because nobody's ever said that to me, Right. but I said that to me. My yep. needs are not important. And as everybody else's needs are important, you know, so. And it, so, yeah. it's, yeah. And for me, it's a process of like having, cause that, like you said, like the brain's a funny thing and it, it takes that message and it turns it into like, you know, not that this is, I'm not. And it's like yeah. having that become more conscious is a huge part because I, mm -hmm. then I can catch it and go at, ah, yeah, that's bullshit. That's a lie you know, but right. I have to be exactly. able to catch it. Exactly. That's a lie. And, that's a lie. And I don't know why your brain tells you lies, but that's a lie. That's just like when, when you wake up and you're just not quite feeling yourself or yep. whatever. And then, you know, you look in the mirror and you go, Oh my God, it's because I'm so fat. I know. What are you talking about? It's not because I know. you're fat. It has <laughs> nothing like, to do with it. Or skinny that come or, from? or right. blue or purple or whatever. It doesn't matter. I know. It's like you our know? brain just needs something to, to just grab onto, to just yeah. shake and like, yeah, we're just, yes, it's, it, we're, we're fascinating beings, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm so crazy. happy. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so crazy. And it's, this is why like, so I normally have people on that are in the same business in the mm -hmm. acting world and the, and it was so important to me to have you on because I, oh because you're creative and I, when John, so when, uh, so I was hanging out with John on zoom guys mm -hmm. and, uh, and he had the, a piece and he said, yeah, my mom, I don't know how we even started talking about it, but I said, can I see, I said, can I see a piece? And he like took it and like, even just the way he held it and like, 
And he, and he's like, yeah. And it was like, it meant something to him. Yeah. And it was, A, it was beautiful. But I, I was like, that's amazing. But I was so moved and inspired that you were doing this and yeah. that you were creating and making this space for yourself in the world and in your life. And I'm like, and I'm like, I need to get to know your mom. <laughs> like, oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. I really yeah, mean it. Yeah. I was really excited to, to talk to you and I love meeting all of John's you know, friends and, you know, yeah. um, anytime I can pass along any experience that I've had is, is a good day. It's a win for, you yeah. know, for me. So it's certainly a win for me. Yeah. Um, but so I want to like, so if you guys can see everything behind Celia, I, I just, your stuff is unbelievable. Um, oh, thank you. Do you want to see I, some I, stuff? Yes. Can we see some? Really? Okay. I wish I could so, hold it. I want to touch it. Yeah. So tell me what, <laughs> what is your favorite season? Fall, most probably fall. fall. Okay, yeah. so so I did show you the pumpkin, right? I showed yeah. you this. <sighs> My God. And then um, also Halloween is in fall, and I made this little Halloween witch. She's a little girl. <gasps> oh my God! She has purple hair. I know. I love she's it. She's got a little cape, and it has plaid patches. And then oh my she God. has a little enchanted broom that's helping her clean up. And you, oh my God, look at that little mouth. <laughs> well, that's kind of cute. Just, and, so, and you don't have a pattern, like you just mm -mm. go in. Yeah, no, I just look at the piece and I'm like, you know, I usually start with the biggest thing and something like this, you know. That's. Um, she says to me, I want purple hair. And I'm like, okay, let's do purple. <laughs> we're, let's go, we're going for it. We're going I for it. I love it. And her eyes are so beautiful. Yeah. So another. Yeah. Let me see um, more. So this is, <laughs> I, I had to laugh with John. I said, I said, these are very patriotic snowmen or Tommy Hilfiger. I can't decide which. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And they just, you know, they just decided that they wanted to do something like this instead of, you know, so. So beautiful. Yeah. So I just, I just love these guys. Oh my so God. The scarf. Yeah, so they're either patriotic or they're Tommy Hilfiger. I, <laughs> whatever you like, guys. You're yeah, whatever you like. <laughs> yeah, we'll claim that that's what it is. <laughs> uh, over that's... my over my last few years, I've done probably yeah. fourteen or fifteen Santas because I got into Dang. Santas for a while, and so I don't know. So this is he's called a Roly Poly Santa. He has a little, he has a little bird box. I love the red, like it's, it's not red, like it's, uh, it's yeah, like, it's kind of like a burgundy, ruby-ish. Yeah, yeah. It's really, oh, so beautiful. Yeah. What color is his, like his shirt, like that underneath the jacket? So this is more like a, like an evergreen, but, um, what you can't really see on the camera, but I like yeah. to use a lot of metallics and glitter. That, that's cause it looks really interesting. Yeah. So this that's is kind gorgeous. of metallic-y, so. Um, so yeah, and then this is not fall, but this is spring. And if you see. like bears again, I this do. is Saint Oh Patty. my God. Every Irish person I know needs to get that as a gift. <laughs> yeah. And then see, there's just a little, he has a plaid jacket that he's wearing. Oh my God. That's so cute. And then she has a little dress that has, um, kind oh. of like a clover design on. 
Oh my God, I want to buy these for John's parents. <laughs> I don't she even know. She also is wearing a pair of earrings, if you can see the earrings. Oh my God, stop it. <laughs> so cute. Yeah, that's really cute. Really oh my like God. That. But I also have some, you know, kind of Catholic, more religious things. Um, yeah. I'm, I don't know if you're interested in seeing any of those. Yeah, let me see. And, and okay. I also want to see, I'm curious if you have a favorite piece or, or one that's just very dear to you. Um, hmm, okay. They all are, but I'm curious. Yeah. Let me see. Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm tethering you. <laughs> I gotta put the headphones back on. Yeah, sorry. sorry. <laughs> you can tell I'm a real professional. That's what I said. No, I was like, I'm sorry, I'm untethering you. I'm like, it's my fault. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so this is um, the okay. um, nativity scene. Wow. Oh, wow. Oh, um, that is so, the detail. Yeah, it looks like it's it was carved into a rock. Yeah. Oh, that is so beautiful. Those are the sheep. The detail in the sheep. Yeah. Oh my God. So this is probably Celia, these one of my favorite pieces. Yeah. It's absolutely stunning. Yeah, I'm and a I, Christmas I'm a Christmas baby, so I love yeah? Christmas. Oh. Uh, yeah. So um Here's another fall one that's really good. Yeah, pretty. let me see. Hold on. These are great get. Oh. I love Thanksgiving. Oh. I think, wait, you probably can't hear me. I'm talking into the wind that's, here. No, I was talking and I'm like, I'm talking to myself. Like, <laughs> I can hear you, but you can hear me. Yeah, so this is another uh, piece like for Thanksgiving. And this is a piece that has been glazed on the outside. Yeah. You can see how shiny it is. But then um, on the inside, this is all hand painted with acrylics. It is and, beautiful. And it's, it's a gourd. I want, it, it's gorgeous. Thank it's you. a gorgeous gourd. Gorgeous gourd. <laughs> That's, these make, would make beautiful gifts. And they're, yeah. they're, they're really timeless. Like that would, I would put that out every year. Right. And that's the point of this, you know, or even somebody who has a small business, who might yes. have, a, have a window display, you know, they're perfect for stuff like that. Some of the smaller pieces are great for teacher gifts or, you know, uh, your favorite um, co-worker or, you know, whatever. So they make me, so just, and, and tell us all where, so I'm, I know by looking at them, I'm sure people are going to want to, and I'm going to put guys, I will put the website and where you can find Celia's work, but also go ahead and tell us as okay. well. Yeah. So um, just on Facebook and Instagram, you can find me at inspired Celia. And then okay. um, I don't have a website. Um, I just kind of do stuff. Yes. Just, yeah. You know, out of this home studio that you see. Yes. And, um, uh, my email is celia.inspired.creations at gmail.com. Okay. And, and guys, this, all this info will be with the episodes. So if you're watching just in the details below, all Celia's info will be there. Yeah. And people and can just, you know, either message me on, um, you know, Facebook or whatever. And if there's, yeah. I don't have all of my pieces, but I, you know, I can certainly do like a FaceTime call with them or yeah. a Zoom call and we can look at a few things or, you know, what season are you really into, you know, yeah. that kind of like stuff. This, and then, exactly. Like I, I would just had Celia pull a few things and she's had them ready. So yeah, yeah right, that's, exactly. that's wonderful. Yeah. Oh, I, one day, God willing, when, when all this 
passes. Mm -hmm. I, I really hope to meet you and I would love to make a piece one day with you oh, or, that would be awesome. or just experience that and just yeah. see how you do it and stuff. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah, that would be totally fun. I would love it too. Come to Colorado. It's beautiful Colorado. I've never been there and I would love to. Yeah. Yeah. It's, really, it's really beautiful when it's not burning. <laughs> right, right. I know. Yeah. yeah. It's so yeah, crazy. It'd, it'd be awesome to have you. We would love to, we would love it. And I would love that. Would just be eating it all up. So, Oh, God. Oh my God. To be able to be with you guys. God, that'd be so wonderful. It would so, be. It'd be so fun. It will do it. God willing, okay. this is, won't take as long as it's, we'll see what happens with our world. <laughs> right. Exactly. You know, you said something before you said, you know, and it was like a feather in my cap and there is a portion of my show that is called the feather in your cap. Right. I remember that from, yeah, from when John did it. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Cool. And I'm, How I'm funny. Just, I didn't even I, think of that. I know. I was like, I was like, should I, I was like, should I pull this out now? I was like, no, nah, <laughs> we'll wait. We'll, we'll go back to this. <laughs> Nothing like stealing your thunder, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, now we get two feathers. It's great. There you go. So it's, you know, what's funny is that how would you just describe, uh, if you were to tell somebody what a feather in their cap is, like what that means, how would you describe that? Um, a feather to me, it would be something that I, that I um, like an experience or something that I learned that I keep with me in the back of my head and pull it out whenever I need to. That is very well put. Sometimes when I describe what a feather in your cap is, I confuse the hell out of people trying to explain <laughs> it. And they're like, so like, a thing? And I'm like, sure. <laughs> yeah. It's like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So you know exactly what it is. So yeah. um, if you, um, is there a feather in your cap that you carry around that has been useful to you or um, about anything with regards to anything that you'd be willing to share with our viewers? Okay. Or listeners. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I had two pieces of parenting advice that I have applied to other areas of my life for my entire life since I had John um, and Marie. And it's gonna sound a little bit goofy, but let me explain it so that you understand how it applies to other areas and, and even people that don't have kids. Although I guess it could apply to dogs too or cats, but I'm not sure. <laughs> um, so, so I had a pediatrician tell me at an appointment that you know, uh, when we started to hit the toddler age, that remember that toddlers are, that, that when, remember how your toddler is acting now and put it in your brain and don't forget because teenagers are toddlers with hormones. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So then when I got to the teenager stage, I remembered that and I was like, oh my God, he's acting exactly the way he did when he was three, but now he's got hormones. This is awesome. So then the pediatrician went on to say, so well, be, because of that, when, you're, when you get to you know, raising a full-blown toddler and even a teenager, you need to pick your battles because mm. there are some battles that don't matter, but then there are some battles that you have to win. Yep. So for an example, I'm going to use my son, John, again. Yeah. You know, I could care less <laughs> if he had blue hair, purple hair, pink hair, yeah. white hair whatever he wanted long hair, short hair, whatever you wanted to do with his hair, I didn't care. 
Yeah. But there were other battles that I needed to win. Like I really didn't want him to get a tattoo while he was in high school. I wanted him mm. to make that decision after he was 21. Right. That's a good so, one. So for me, that was a battle I wanted to win. Yeah. But when you get out into the world, mm. you're going to meet all sorts of people that could be emotionally stuck as a teenager or as a toddler with hormones. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to learn how to deal with these people. They could be coworkers. They could be bosses. They could be producers, directors, you know, um, they could be the person at the grocery store and you have to learn how to pick your battles because again, there are some battles that you need to win. Right. And there are some battles that you could just let go and that just aren't that important. You are so wise. It's insane. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus lady. I could talk to you. I swear to God. I know that like if John and I grew up and we were friends together and like, I would have always been at your house just talking to you. Oh, like, so <laughs> like I'd be like, John, you go out. I'm going to hang with your mom. Like, I'm not even kidding. I could see it. Oh, thank you. Oh, I would love to talk to you anytime. Oh, Call me anytime. You're th seriously. I love talking to you. And oh, that thank was, you. I love talking I, to you. Thank you. And that's a wonderful feather. You know, that is something that has been super helpful for me. Mm -hmm. um, when people drive me insane, it takes, it, it usually takes a lot to get me very angry. And it usually has something to do with boundaries, usually. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but it's been super helpful when I'm able to, that whatever person that is, mm -hmm. to shrink them down to like a little kid. And all of a sudden it makes complete sense. Mm -hmm. Oh, they didn't get validation. So they are overcompensating right. and have to put people down to feel better. Like whatever it is, when you shrink them down to a kid, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm able to have so much more compassion. Right. Right. Which is basically the same thing as saying toddlers with hormones. It's exactly yes. the same it's thing. Exactly, it's exactly right. the same. Because there it's, are so many people out in the world that didn't get what they needed and they are so self-centered, just like a toddler, you know, yeah. where the whole world has to revolve around them. And then they've got these emotions that are completely out of control right. and they can't control them. And they're hard to deal with. They, they are, are hard to deal They are hard to deal with. So, and they don't, you know, and, and you know what, a lot of people are like, Jesus, why don't they, you know, they're, they're such an a-hole. Why don't they like, right. Why are they like that? And I'm like, I'll say this, not that it's okay to walk around and be an a-hole, right. but I still struggle with things that I'm working on. And I've done therapy, like intensive therapy for many years working on stuff. Yeah. It is very hard to change. It, it takes a lot of courage and it takes a lot of pain and time and you have to fight. And so I understand why people choose not to. Right. I mean, you have to want it. You have to really want it. Yeah. You have to really want it because yeah. it's something in yourself that you don't like. And yes. a lot of these people, they don't, they like it. I mean, it doesn't phase them. Right. No, it's not their problem. It's everybody else's. Exactly. Unless mm -hmm. it like causes, I feel like until or unless people hit a bottom with something where it becomes something that is truly destructive for them. Why deal with it? Yeah. Why? You know what I mean? There's right. no, they had, they've hadn't had a reason to. Right. Exactly. So yeah. I'm, you know what? I'm grateful that I'm aware for today that I want to, I want to do the work. Um, you obviously do as well. And you've obviously done a lot. Um, yeah, absolutely. and 
it's it's felt and very much appreciated. Oh, thank you. Who you are is. So um, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here. And Welcome. So, so Celia's, we're, again, guys, we're going to put the information with uh, the show so you can look at all of her beautiful work buy it and uh, give it as gifts. I'm like very excited. Some of the ones you showed me, I'm already thinking about like holiday time for John's family and stuff. Great. Um, yeah, that's, um, so we'll definitely be in touch more on those. Okay. All right. Sounds and, good. And so you said the information and um, okay. So uh, again, just tell us again um, uh, what your name is on social media. Yes. So that's inspired Celia. Great. Um, and guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, I'm sure you feel amazing like I do after talking to Celia and um, we love you. We appreciate that you're with us and um, like, rate, subscribe, keep us going, keep, keep us connected. And Celia, thank you so, so, so much for you're being very welcome. here. Thank you for having me. This was just lovely. It was very this wonderful. Was, your, your stuff is beautiful and it's, it really puts a smile on my face and knowing you're doing it makes it that much better. I cannot wait to see more, honestly. Great. Me too. Thank you. <laughs> So, so, so much. Okay. Bye. All right. Well, let's talk again soon. Okay. All right. Bye.